Hello, and welcome to our latest episode of the Alliant podcast, Making Healthcare Better. My name is Rukia Campbell, and joining me today is Dr. Charles Orjai. He's a nephrologist based out of Texas and is also an Alliant board member. So thank you for joining me today, Dr. Orjai. Thank you. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about peritoneal dialysis, which is also known as home dialysis. So let's start with the basics. Please explain, what is dialysis? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Dialysis is a procedure to remove waste products, um, unwanted toxins and excess fluid from the blood when the kidneys stop working properly. Okay. And so what is, how do you differentiate or what's the difference? What is peritoneal dialysis? Uh, there's two main forms of dialysis. One is hemodialysis, where you have to take patient's blood out of their body, run it through a machine, clean it, and put it back. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, another form of dialysis, which is peritoneal dialysis, and is a form of dialysis that allows you to perform your treatments in the comfort of your home. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no blood. Your, the blood never leaves your body. And we take advantage of um, the peritoneum, which is the lining uh, covering the abdomen. Mm -hmm. The blood is filtered naturally using many tiny blood vessels in the lining of your abdomen. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that also achieves the same thing that uh, we get with uh, hemodialysis. Interesting. Okay, so what are some of the advantages of that procedure? Um, like I said, the advantages of peritoneal dialysis are that there are no needles required mm -hmm. and your blood never leaves your body. Mm -hmm. um, it also, it is very gentle and it helps to preserve residual renal function mm -hmm. and make sure that you don't completely lose your renal function. Mm -hmm. uh, it also can be done almost anywhere. You can do it at work, at your home, while you're traveling. It offers a lot of flexibility. You can choose uh, how to time your treatment. You can do your treatments during the day. You can do it while you're watching TV. You can do it at night while you're sleeping. Mm. Um, it also offers you more freedom with your diet. Usually, most dialysis patients have a lot of restrictions mm -hmm. in their diet because they only have to do it three times a week. Mm. But because you're doing peritoneal dialysis every day, you're able to have more choices uh, in your diet. Mm. Um, um, it also has um, um, increased survival. You know, there's been studies that show that uh, one-year survival with peritoneal dialysis is about 90%. Um, hemodialysis, one-year survival is about 78%, uh, but down the line, five-year survival for peritoneal dialysis is 50% and 40% for hemodialysis. Mm -hmm. the, the machines are, that we do peritoneal dialysis, they are also very portable. Uh, they are small. They fit on the nightstand. Um, it has a traveling case. You can travel with it. It allows mm -hmm. you the freedom to travel. Mm -hmm. and um um and the solutions can be delivered to your hotel room mm -hmm. so there's a lot of uh, flexibility and there's a higher su satisfaction rate mm -hmm. compared to the in-center hemodialysis great and is this something that you do on a normal basis in your own practice in texas 
Yes, um, about 20% of all our dialysis patients are on peritoneal dialysis. Mm. And they love it very much and, and would rather have that form than having to go to a facility three days a week. Mm -hmm. So let's say if I'm a patient that's interested in that, um, that type of treatment, what are some things that I'll need at my home? Um, we will need uh, a clean space, a clean environment where you can perform your treatment um, and not get infection. And um, um, you will express interest and we will train you on how to perform the treatments. Oh, well, that's great to offer um, hands-on training as well. Because um, I'm sure with you know, a lot of folks not really, maybe not being aware of the process that goes into performing that treatment or having that treatment at home, um, you know, they'll need that guidance. Um, so if I'm doing it at my home, um, what are some complications or some risks that, that you know, may, be, um, in, in, may happen uh, during that treatment? The biggest risk for peritoneal dialysis is infection in the abdomen. It's called peritonitis. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time we can treat it with antibiotics. Mm -hmm. But if it gets very severe, if it is from fungal infection, or type of bacteria called pseudomonas infection mm -hmm. or MRSA tunnel infection, then we may have to take out the catheter temporarily. And uh, once the infection is completely healed, uh, that per person can go back to the treatment if they still chooses to do that. Mm -hmm. Are there any parameters that would eliminate someone being a good candidate for this treatment? Uh, most patients are able to be uh, candidates, but there are a few contraindications. The absolute contraindication is what we call peritoneal membrane failure. And that is usually when the lining of the peritoneum is completely sclerosed. Mm -hmm. um, and that is usually due to repeated peritonitis infections. There are also patients that have had multiple abdominal surgeries and they may develop severe adhesions from the surgeries. Most times the surgeons are able to remove the adhesions, but if it is very severe, then it may be difficult to do peritoneal dialysis. Mm. Also patients with uh, dementia, cognitive impairment, severe developmental delays, um, um, uh, it is difficult for them to understand instructions. Mm. Um, also, people who are homeless and don't have an appropriate environment. Mm -hmm. um, all the relative contraindications will be uh, things like inflammatory processes in the abdomen, like inflammatory bowel disease, um, abdominal cancers, diverticulitis. These things can increase risk of uh, infection. Uh, there are patients with large abdominal wall hernias that cannot be repaired. Um, this can cause increased intra-abdominal pressures when you're doing the dialysis and it can worsen the hernia. Mm -hmm. uh, also patients with uh, uh, colostomies or ileostomies, uh, mm -hmm. those make it difficult to do peritoneal dialysis. Mm -hmm. And we try to avoid it on patients that has what we call ventricular peritoneal shunts. Mm. People with uh, increased uh, uh, pressures uh, in the brain that we had to place a shunt uh, mm. to reduce that, um, that could 
uh, have increased risk for infection and meningitis. Mm. But for the most part, most people can be candidates for peritoneal dialysis. Mm -hmm. That's good. And the good thing is, you know, the positive things that you mentioned about it, being able to have flexibility in your diet, being able to remain at home, and the most important thing, a lower mortality rate um, absolutely. are absolute benefits. So yeah. if someone is interested in doing that, what are some suggestions or first steps you feel like they need to take to try to move forward with that treatment? Just to indicate it to their nephrologist, the kidney doctors, mm -hmm. they will usually take it from there. They will train, they will expose them, show them what it's all about. Mm -hmm. They will train them and they will refer them to the vascular surgeon to place um, the access, which is usually a small flexible hollow tube that is surgically placed in the lower abdomen. And this allows us to put in fluid and uh, remove it from the peritoneum. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to share that information. Um, you know, our hope with this podcast is that this information will be shared with anyone that's interested or has a family member that's interested in that moving forward with that type of treatment. So we appreciate you sharing that knowledge. Thank you. All right. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the Align Healthcare Making Healthcare Better podcast.